incalculable environment. Yeah. God damn it, Bobby. That's a nice cow. <laughs> and because that's bestiality is a sin. This is another episode of the Amateur Take. Hey, what's going on, guys? Travis here, back with yet another great episode. Hey, it's Ty, and I'm here drinking some uh, lemonade from Church's Chicken. This is not sponsorship. Hey, what's going on? It's Thomas. I have arisen from my unholy prison to come back for yet another glorious episode. He was locked in the closet again. And that makes me Brady, meaning this is another episode of the Amateur Take. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about how I'm about to be on the most wanted list for the FBI. Because we're going to talk about Operation Sea Spray and how the U.S. government killed its own civilians in the 50s. Again, <laughs> also in other decades, but also just specifically the 50s for Operation Sea Spray. And other experiments. No, Sea Spray. The U.S. government <laughs> dropped chemical bacteria on top of the San Francisco Bay Area just to see what the fuck would happen. They killed U.S. civilians for shits and giggles because why not? Oh, and just just to preface this episode, we are talking about crazy experiments and like dark experiments. Uh, none of these are like conspiracy theories or anything, uh, unless yours is. Is yours? No, know. it happened. Okay, see, all like all, <laughs> the U.S. government yeah. killed civilians. I, I'm just making sure we didn't get the theme confused. Like this is all, this is all shit that is documented and did happen and is proven. It's not. There's no Alex Jones shit happening in here that I'm aware of because I'm not sure what everyone's talking about except for Brady. Yeah, I'm talking about Operation Sea Spray, a 1950s experiment where... <laughs> you just go ahead and give us the details on that one, Brady. No, that's about it. They dropped... I don't... I, I tried to read the name of the bacteria they dropped, but they're really long and complicated. They dropped two forms of bacteria in the San Francisco, San Francisco Bay Area to see what the city's response would be to a biochemical weapon attack. What did, what did the bacteria do? It gave people colon cancer. Excuse me? <laughs> and it killed 10 That's people. That's not even a thing that you can immediately respond to. you got to, like, figure out that you have colon cancer. Yeah. yeah they, got colon. Like they couldn't have just given people the fucking common cold or something? That, yeah, like, 11 was... people died, and there was a lawsuit about it um, that... The judge ruled in favor of the government because, you know, that's how stuff works. Oh, no, you're suing the United States government. So you go to the United States <laughs> government who did the crime. Basically, they, the, the a, a dude died. His name was Elvin something or Nelvin. Regardless, Some gay a dude name. died San Francisco of colon Bay. cancer from the bacteria along with like 11 other people. But this dude, sued, one of his family members sued the government. Like, yeah, they... They fucked up and it was negligence, and the government, the the court system was like, nah, and that's that's pretty much what happened. See, it was actually just like a, it actually this was actually a conspiracy, and it was in order to uh, make people get more prostate exams. <laughs> Do you guys remember <laughs> those us, ads that would play on TV of Ozzy Osbourne talk about how one of his favorite things to do is to fly up to New York and get a colonoscopy? I don't never in my life. Can we talk like about that instead of anything else that's about to be <laughs> well, said? All right, all right, all right. That is that is a legitimate ad. <laughs> that well, Ozzy Osbourne would be like, "One of my favorite things to do is to fly up to New York and get a colonoscopy," <laughs> and I'm like, "What is, what?" <laughs> so uh, this isn't the one I was going to talk about, but uh, speaking of the U.S. government and like intentionally infecting someone with something or exposing them to something. Uh, Crack in the inner cities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I mean, this is similar to that. Um, there was this guy who wanted to do experiments on uh, syphilis. And people were like, okay, uh, good luck finding willing test subjects for that. He's like, yeah, you got a point. So he talked to the government. And they basically set his ass up in Tuskegee. And basically allowed him to... Like, they basically gave syphilis to a bunch of African-American citizens and then <laughs> perpetuated it and gave them free, like, care for it. But their care they weren't actually giving them any care. They were just monitoring the situation the entire time. This went on for fucking years, too. It, it was really bad. But that's, that's not what I'm going to get into tonight. I just wanted to... Did we get any useful it. information about syphilis? Fuck if I know, dude. Is it really worth it if you did? I mean... I mean, no, it's not. Yeah. Because, I mean, 
But it's extra fucked up if we didn't. <laughs> right, Not well, only has the government dropped biochemical weapons on the coast of the San, <laughs> San Francisco, they also introduced crack into the inner cities along with syphilis. They also uh, sterilized city, yeah. a whole bunch of Native Americans under the guise of free health care. Yeah, that, that's a, like an old trick in the book for the U.S. government is free health care. <laughs> Everyone wants free health care nowadays. And it's just that's like, why the Republicans were like, so bro? scared of Obamacare. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe not. You want free health care? We'll give you syphilis about it. It's like, don't get me wrong, like all, all the anti-vaxxers and like the, the people who are like saying you're going to get a microchip when you got fucking COVID vaccines are stupid. But at the same time, after doing some of these, like, uh, researching some of these experiments, yeah, the, I'm like, the fear's you know, warranted. you, know, you, you kind of got a point. It's warranted. <laughs> I, like, I, I get it. I get where you're coming from. You're dumb, but I get where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, I get where you're coming <laughs> like, from. Like, y'all are walking down the same highway, but you're on opposite sides of it for sure. <laughs> okay, well, then I'll, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and go. And, uh, because I've got another, like, segue here. Is, uh, speaking of, like, experiments that were just, like, the knowledge gained is not worth the uh, experiment that got the knowledge, right? Um, I'm talking about the monkey mother experiments. So uh, Harry Harlow, uh, formerly known as Harry Israel, he changed his name to sound more American, was, uh, he did a lot of really fucked up experiments with monkeys. And he wrote a book about these experiments called, uh, like it, not called the Book of Love, but it was like about love, basically. And that was the goal of the experiments, is he had to uh, raise some monkeys in a nursery, right? And he was finding that intelligence tests were really hard to do when the monkeys are near their mothers. So he'd take them away from their mothers and raise them just in a nursery. And I've, I've heard of this experiment. Yeah, and like, it was. I've seen some of the footage, it's really fucked up and scary and sad, because like... Uh, before he did the experiment with the mothers, he'd take out like the little diaper, like uh, floor of the cage, and the monkeys would just have like a fucking full blown anxiety attack and start freaking out. I was like, oh god, because like they're so fucking lonely and scared. They don't have anything. Uh, uh, not to, to cut you off, but isn't this the one where you build? You might be getting into this, but is, is this the one where he like builds like a wire yes. version of the mom? Or okay, okay, yeah. Just so, make sure we were thinking of the same experiment. So here's the experiment, right? He wanted to see. Uh, I don't I honestly don't even know why the fuck he did this. I feel like he just thought it would be funny, and then like wrote a book about it. Like just oh we'll just do the experiment because it'll be fucking hilarious and then and I because I'm an asshole and then whatever we find we'll try to you know we'll try we'll try we'll, we'll try to frame this as scientific experiments but exactly. really I'm just getting my jollies off so he uh he wanted to see I, I'm not sure what he wanted to see but what he did is he made uh, two mothers for the monkeys that were artificial right the first one was just a wire cage it was just a round wire cage with a little f- like milk nipple on it. And, like, this terrifying-looking face on it. And uh, he put it in the cage for the monkeys. And then the second one was also a wire cage, but it was wrapped in, like, this soft, like, rubber-like material and had, like, a light bulb in it to keep it warm. And uh, he put a food nipple on there and had, like, a nice... It's still scary, but, like, a monkey-ish-looking face, kind of. And he had a couple control groups. Like, he had one, he had one group that was... Four monkeys with just a wire mother and four monkeys with a cloth mother. And then he'd set up other cages that had both the wire and the cloth. One would have the cloth mother with a nipple, and one would have the wire mother with a nipple. And in both those cages, the, one, the other one did not have one, right? So you get food from only one of the monkeys. And every experiment where there was a cloth mother involved, like, I mean, okay, every experiment with both mothers they'd spend more time on the cloth mother, like up to like 18 hours a day. Even if the food was on the other one, they'd go eat, then go back. And uh, fucking, so they didn't give a shit about the food. And he's like, oh, look, you see, uh, the uh, mother-child relationship is not governed by um, sustenance so much as care. And I'm like, no shit, you fucking idiot. But then... uh, he did a couple other things, like he put them in this like big ass room full of like random objects, and then uh, if he'd put a, a cloth mother in there, and the monkeys that had been exposed to cloth mother would run to the cloth mother, stay on it for like ten minutes or whatever, then get off, start fucking around with shit, 
the ones that didn't have a cloth mother would just like curl up in a ball and fucking like freak out. That wouldn't do anything. A couple times they had like a, a cloth mother and then a hiding spot, and then they raise the wall up and there'd be a really scary thing right there. And the ones that had a cloth mother before would run straight to the cloth mother for protection. The ones that didn't would run away. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you didn't really need to experiment to figure that one out. Um, there were a few other things he did, but i just like, what's the point of this experiment, man? Like, first off, it's just fucking cruel and, like, right. really fucked up. But, like, what's the point of the experiment? He also did experiments where he did head transplants on monkeys, like entire heads. Yeah, he just take a head off of one monkey and put it on the other. See how long he keep it alive. There are a few people who did like dog head transplants in like the Cold War and shit. Like there's a, a bunch of people for some reason thought it was re- really cool to like do head transplants, but the, that's pretty fucking fucked up. At least for that one, I guess it kind of, I guess it kind of would figure out if you could figure it out and make it work. It would be kind of like okay, well you learned some shit, right? You could but, ta- you could do a head transplant between somebody who was brain dead and somebody who was paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah, like in certain cases it could benefit, but shit like the monkey mother experiment, it just isn't like why? Why, dude? <laughs> yeah. It's a waste well, it's of time. Super fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up, it's a waste of time. I I don't get it. But uh yeah, that was that was the one I was gonna talk about. I was gonna look up a couple more, but I ran out of time. That's okay. If I ran out of time, I mean, we can talk I about Project Sunshine and how the U.S. government stole dead bodies to do nuclear tests on them. Okay, but like that, that, was, that was your only experiment. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> um, monkeys, right? I actually also have a monkey experiment. I've got three experiments. One of which I'm not sure if actually happened. I never bothered to look it up. Um, but my monkey experiment is—it's pretty simple and it's only slightly cruel, but it is cruel, right? So. The situation goes is that they've got a bunch of monkeys in like a habitation space and uh, they feed them, you know, enough. But in the center of the, hab- of the habitation space, there's a ladder. And at the top of the ladder, there's a bunch of bananas, like a whole big bunch of bananas. And any time a monkey would try to climb this ladder to get the bananas, as soon as he'd get to the bananas, they would shock the floor, like just electrocute the piss out of the other monkeys. This obviously made them pretty upset. So it got to the point where after like the third time, any time a monkey would try to go up to get the bananas, they would drag him down and beat him within an inch of his life because they didn't want to get electrocuted, right? So what they then did was they brought in new monkeys who had never been here before. And the monkeys, they would try to go up this ladder. And then they'd get drugged down and have the shit beat out of them. And over time, they would start replacing monkeys. Until all of the original monkeys were gone. And it was just monkeys that had never actually gotten shocked. And they would bring in another new monkey. And he would go up there and he'd try to get to the, la- get to the bananas. And the rest of these monkeys, having never been shocked, would drag this monkey down and beat the shit out of him without any knowledge of why they were doing it. Nobody knows that this floor is electrocuting anymore. They just know monkey tries to go up ladder, beat. Beat. Just beat it. Just beat it, yeah. And uh, I guess the point of that experiment was to see, like, uh, how easily it would be to create like learned a, behaviors. basically like learned behaviors with no like reasoning behind them. Yeah. Because obviously like, like I said, these other monkeys, they, they don't know that if the monkey gets to the bananas, they're going to get the shit pissed, the shock, the shit pop. They're going to get fucking electrocuted. <laughs> right. But they know that every time they tried to do it, they got the shit beat out of them. Therefore that monkey can't do it either. Um, and I always thought that was a really interesting experiment just to show that, like, there's so many things that, like, we, that, you know, over time, over time and throughout the centuries, you know, you see stuff where it's like, oh, you're never supposed to do this or you're never supposed to do that, but nobody really knows why. Yeah, I mean, that one's actually, uh, I wouldn't say, 
Is it terrible information to have gained? Yes. Is it useless information? I don't necessarily think so. No, I mean, it's useful information for sure. But they had to electrocute a lot of monkeys and, yeah, get, and, yeah. and have a lot of monkeys get the shit beaten out of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, it's kind of like unnecessary. Like, yeah. I feel like people pretty much already kind of knew that. I mean, it, it teaches a little bit like the inside of the monkey. And like, I'm not sure if this, you know, in any way ties any human psyche. I'm probably not well, in the fucking slightest. Well, that well, I mean, brings us to my next 100% experiment. Does. <laughs> my next experiment. It. Not really. No, it does, dude. It does. Even Thomas I, said I, it I earlier. I can see humans doing stupid shit like that. But like, okay, let me put it this way, uh, and don't cancel me. Uh, the Bible, uh, in the Bible, it tells you not to eat pork, not to eat shellfish. I got you. Now, back the, the, the in the day, back in the day, so that was very important awesome. information. No, because if you ate pork, you ate shellfish. If you did not, if it was not cooked properly, you would get sick. And if you got sick from that, you get like diarrhea or throw up and stuff, and you'd die. Um, so they're like, hey, don't eat this this stuff because you will die. However, nowadays we eat pork and we eat shellfish because we know that if we cook them properly, we won't die. But for the longest time, they just thought, don't eat that. They didn't know why. They didn't have a reason why, so they just said, oh, well, God said not. Well, the, the New yes. Testament actually uh, like rescinded that. Like Jesus is like, yo, homie, you guys can eat this shit now. But like, because like they I, I developed like, better cooking methods probably. No, yeah, no, it, it, it just it goes to support your... I get, I get the thing like theory, monkey yeah. monkey, was, monkey was, hurt other monkey. It was monkey it was to understand do. how easy it would be to ingrain this behavior yeah. to a point where even if nobody knew none of the monkeys knew why, right. they knew that they weren't supposed to. But, but I feel like that's a phenomenon that we knew would happen. Is what I'm getting at. Like, they no, they saying. knew it would happen. More they 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 assumed that it would happen, but they wanted to know how easy it would be. Yeah. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. They wanted like, to know how long it would take. To make it happen, but but my thing is like if you were if this is gonna have any like tie to like humanity like us, it would have been a similar experiment done with just people just less pain. Like what I'm getting at is like this is a phenomenon that we know exists. Why do we have to treat the monkey so poorly to prove something that we know exists? Like I get to see how because easy you can't it is. electrocute yeah, you people. Can't electrocute people. I mean, but, but I get that. But yeah. what I'm getting at though is like the, I mean you can. You can't. My, my thing is like you can. The, 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 the United States government. The family yeah. structure between monkeys and people isn't too far different. Little did you guys that. know, in the 1970s, the U.S. government stole a bunch of humans <laughs> and electrocuted the fuck out of them every time they tried to take a banana. <laughs> I mean, I mean you I wouldn't like, have to necessarily like electrocute said, them to do that experiment. So you, you'd literally just be like, "All right, well, uh, you know, you guys are gonna be here for about six weeks. Um, you know, if you go up there." Bad things are gonna happen. Don't, don't even say that. Just say, like, "Oh, by the way, there's some food up there." And then, like, so when someone tries to climb up the ladder, just like the next meal you bring out, just have it be really shitty. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Well, like, you did, know what I mean? Did, actually, I saw a video fairly recently. Thomas, I know you have another one. I just want to interject for this. Um, I saw a video fairly recently. They were doing a social experiment at a doctor's office. You might have seen this. God, I hate social where, experiments. Um, They're so cringe. This one was actually really neat. So it's a room full of people that are participating in the experiment, and they're all in a, like a waiting room area. And what it is is every like five minutes or so, a random chime will go off. And when the chime goes off, everybody will stand up and then sit back down. That's that's what they're doing. And what happened is like a random bystander from outside, random person, uh, comes into the office, and she's sitting there. And then you hear ding, and then everybody stands up, and she's sitting there like, what are y'all doing? And then everybody sat down, and after like two or three dings, she started standing with them because she didn't want to be like left out. So she would stand up as well. And then, like as you know, the dings are going on, people are being called into the back office. Like the participants, the people enacting on the experiment, were going to the back. And um, eventually, it was just her in the room by herself. And the ding would go off. And even though there was nobody else in the room, she would stand up. And then eventually they let in somebody from outside into the room. Um, another bystander, another random person, uh, came into the room and sat down. And then the ding went off. It's just them two. So she stands up. And then the guy is like, why are you standing? And she's like, uh, she spoke broken English, but she was like, everybody else was. <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> and then the dude like stood up slowly and then, you know, Five minutes went by. Ding! They both were standing up in unison. Uh, God damn. Um, 
So that's kind of what that reminds me of. Is I mean, it's, ba- it's based on the same principle. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It only but takes see, like one person to fuck that up, namely like me. If I go to sit down at the darkest office, it dings, everyone stands up and sits back down. I'm, I'm just going to stay it. sitting down. I might be like, why are you guys doing that? And For whatever reason they give me, I can guarantee you almost, I'm just, I'm still not doing it. Yeah, it's just it's neat. Um, that, that's like the humane way of maybe doing the experiment, you know? Yeah, but I mean, this has been an older experiment, you know. In the nineteen eighties, the U.S. government created a ding that anytime it went off, you were forced to stand up. This was. <laughs> right, so the next the next experiment I have uh, involves rats, right? So the experiment is, is fairly simple. It just involves two rats, um, and it starts off. No, no, I I couldn't remember. I don't I don't think they messed around with like like uh, different colored rats, but I'm sh- they're, they're, part of me feels like they might have, or I might be thinking of a different experiment. Hey, chill, chill. They're rats of color. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> so it starts off. They've got one rat that's free in their little open enclosure, and one rat that's in a uh, that's in a cage that is too tight for the rat. Like it is like bulging out of this cage um and then they feed the rat just enough food for the first rat uh and he will go and he'll eat and then he will immediately go and try to get the other rat out of the cage and like do everything again when he realizes that he cannot get the rat out of the cage yet the rat is becomes visibly distressed with the other rat as well they're, they're both now distressed because they cannot, he cannot get him out of this cage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was weird because they started off like that. The next they would do, they would give more than enough food for the first rat. The first rat would eat, then he would take the other extra food and feed it to the other rat before trying to get him out of the cage. And then I believe, and during some of their experiments, the whenever they would have just enough food for the first rat, he would not even eat all the food and take it and try to feed the other rat to get him out of the cage. And the purpose of that experiment was to show whether, like, to show like a example of whether or not like rats and stuff were capable of empathy. And uh, and it, it, they were because obviously like I said the rat would get distressed when it could not get its friend out of it, it, a rat that had never met really out of this cage. Uh, and the purpose was basically just kind of try to understand the concept of empathy. And then my last experiment, uh, I don't know if this one actually happened. Uh, I think I can't, I feel like I might've even just saw it, saw it on TikToks, you know, sus, uh, <laughs> but it involves babies. Among us is sus. So Brand they wanted man. to know what would happen if you took <laughs> babies. Electrocuted a baby. <laughs> If you put a baby in a cage <laughs> next to another baby with a cloth mother that electrocuted it, gave it syphilis, and then uh, gave it colon cancer, and then it smoked crack. <laughs> um, it was so, an inner city baby. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Wait, said giving drugs to the inner city. That's not what I meant. Okay, it was a San Francisco Bay <laughs> City <laughs> baby. <laughs> Um, and they wanted to know what would happen if you raised babies without any like nurturing or caring. Like if you just gave them the needs for physical survival alone. So Mon and Brady's childhood. <laughs> so what they would do is they have the babies. They have like a nursery set up, but it wouldn't be anything like interactive or anything. It would just be a nursery. I mean, they just like cribs and stuff. And the workers were instructed they only were to go in, uh, feed the babies, change their diapers, yada, yada, yada. Just the things that, are, that were needed for them to survive. But they weren't to look at them for extended periods of time, talk to them, uh, call them, anything like that. Yeah, just support systems, basically. The yeah, ba- basically. The bare minimum. Keep the them alive. alive. Yeah. Um, and then they noticed that after a certain period of time, after periods of time, uh, the babies would just go silent. They'd like stop interacting or anything, and then the babies would die. Damn, wait. Yeah, I don't know. That's a little sus. I don't. I don't think that happened, dude. 
there are several species that have been documented that can die from loneliness. Like, I mean, no, no, I'm just saying like that experiment though. Like, I'm not saying like the the result is sus. And it got so bad at the point that when they started realizing this, they tr- they also found out that if when they started realizing this, they shut it down. Right? Oh, no shit. I would hope so. But. They didn't, they didn't shut down the syphilis experiment. Mo- <laughs> I, see, if not all, most of the babies that had already started displaying these symptoms died. They, it was like basically an undercoverable situation. So what we learned from that experiment is that uh, nurture is a requirement for life. Like you cannot just live on uh, survival needs alone. You have to be nurtured. Tell that to Travis and Brady's childhood. Yeah, no shit. My mom nurtured. I mean, me. I'm I mean, I, I mean, whenever they beat you, they're still touching you. So I mean, I guess <laughs> <laughs> they're still there. These babies, they were locked in a room, and then their mom and dad went for a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> okay. Little and, did you guys know, in the 1970s, the U.S. government made a man called my dad. <laughs> And, uh, it's funny because my dad was born in the 70s. My dad was born in 1970. Uh, they made a man in the 70s. and uh, They gave him alcoholism. They, he, he was like a normal kid. <laughs> no, he wasn't even an alcoholic. He was like a normal kid and like had a normal childhood. And then one day he got addicted to methamphetamine. And then he had a child of his own. And then he beat him. <laughs> oh. Hey, Travis, what's your, what, what's your experiment over here? <laughs> Uh, in the 1970s, the United States government made, made a man, uh, and they gave him a normal childhood, so, and then they gave him crippling mental illness. In the 1990s, the United States government made ADHD and gave a full dose and a half to Travis. Hey, now. Okay, so... If he ever harnesses it, it's over for all uh, of us. While Travis is getting collected, his thoughts... I'm, I'm collected. Oh. But I'm, go ahead. I was going to make the correlation today that... Uh, Travis and I are going to start performing our own experiment because we think we have autism. We really do. Like we we really like. I don't think so. have a lot of traits. TikTok's teaching me some autistic. Ah uh, yes. Flags. We've come full circle. <laughs> back, full they circle. Gr- back they, into they, Tumblr self-diagnosis so, so you guys, Yeah, yes. you guys it's graduated from uh, TikTok. You or yes. what? Based on TikTok people, I have crippling autism. <laughs> Good old self-diagnosis. That's <laughs> never failed anyone, right? Right. Is this thing on? Hello? No. Damn. Okay. So. Balls. I was originally going to do mine over, everybody knows, the Russian sleep experiment. However. Wasn't did, that just a creepypasta? It was. <laughs> I, I, it was, it was. It, <laughs> did you have to look it up to find out that it was? I've known it was a creepy creepypasta. Why were you going to do it? Because it's one of those stories that like, it it, it almost sounds plausible until Travis, it's at the very tra- end. Travis thought it was real. 100%. No, I, truly, 100%. <laughs> anyways, I was going to do the Russian sleep experiment. But you found out it wasn't real. <laughs> that's, that's the punchline. <laughs> About as real as Thomas's funny bone. <laughs> I have, okay, anyways. I have so, yeah, I was going to do the Russian slip experiment, but, yeah, again, I didn't find enough credibility in the story. I was like, yeah, this is a creepypasta. <laughs> it's just an experiment. Calm down, bro. It's, it's not that big. It's not that deep. Anyways, so, but it really got me on, like, this thing where I wanted to, like, look up some shit that the U.S. military or really military in general does do. Because in the creepypasta, like, it was basically like, you know, the Russians are trying to find a, you know, a, a fucking, not a cure, but a drug to help, you know, keep people awake, you know, um, for extended periods of time, often days, um, without, you know, any need of rest or, you know, Adderall. experiencing fatigue and stuff like that. Adderall is a modern example, yes. Methamphetamines is a good one. Um, but no, so, like, I, in doing my research, I found this drug called modafinil. And apparently, it's a very common drug. I've never heard of it. Um, but modafinil, it was uh, created in 1998 by the French, and it was then later approved that same year by the FDA. Um, but it was used by the French during the Gulf War. Um, 
And it was used or it was, you know, approved by the FDA to treat narcolepsy and sleeplessness. And as of November of 2012, it is the only drug approved by the Air Force as a go pill for fatigue management. So it's the only drug that the Air Force will let their people take. Mind you, these are people, you know, oftentimes behind heavy equipment. It's the only one that are like, yeah, cool, we're, we're cool with, you know, using that. It's, it's approved. Why not? Um, it really, what really stood out to me about this article, though, was like the side effects that this shit has. And once again, the U.S. government gave everybody AIDS. <laughs> So the, the side effects of this pill, and and mind you, there's no long-term study on this. Yeah, it's been out since 98, but like, relatively speaking, this, there's no long-term study on this. The short-term effects, however, are like, you know, uh, minor, no, no, like, minor to severe skin rashes on the skin, lesions, um, <laughs> seizures, uh, fatigue, like extreme fatigue, uh, fainting, uh, dizziness, blurred vision, yeah. things you don't. The side effects on the pill that's supposed to keep you awake are fatigue and it, fainting. It is. Yes, it is. Um, so, like, why was this approved? So, yeah, exactly. So, you have a lot of these, you know, uh, diarrhea, black and bloody stools. Um, Excuse me. Uh, liver damage. Like, you're following, oh, no. right? I mean, like, if they're, they're doing their if they're doing their uh, experiments based off of the military people they gave this, liver damage probably is not a controlled study. <laughs> so. Black, yeah, black tar stool, chest pain, chills or fear. The, the list goes on of the side effects. But now you're probably saying, like, oh, that's probably like, you know, overdoing it, you know, taking too much, uh, going beyond the doctor's recommended amount, you know, prescribed amount. If you have an um, erection lasting longer than yeah, four no hours. Yeah, no shit. What really is weird about this is the people who have taken it and the people endorsing it. And it, it almost sounds like super villainish, you know, like these guys, like, it, it reminds me of. Um, freaking home dude and the uh, Captain America red face or whatever you know like Red Skull Red Skull yeah like trying to like create super soldiers and shit Red Man um, so I'm gonna read like just an excerpt real quick but I'll paraphrase it but there was this guy named David Plotz in 2003 and he was a writer you know David Plotz just sounds like a fucked up supervillain name <laughs> He, he was a writer and a father of a toddler. That's what the article says. Uh, basically saying that he was sleep deprived and run down. You know, he couldn't stay awake. You know, he's, he was a very, very tired guy. And he actually uh, found modafinil on a, you know, a drug website or whatever. Um, did his own research on it. Started taking it. And On a drug website. He was looking at Silk Road. It ha- that's what the, the article did. And this was a fucking um, – USA Today article too, so I don't know the credibility behind that, but it's a pretty popular fucking article or magazine. Um, but mind you, this is 2004 as well, and so he started taking it. And the article goes on to say, you know, the results were immediate for plots. And he quotes, "I am the picture of vivacity. I have a desperate urge to write, to make reporting calls, and to finish my expense account activities I religiously avoid. I find myself talking loudly and quickly. A colleague says I am grinning like a." "Quote unquote feral chipmunk." This is methamphetamines, and <laughs> it says he ended the experiment after three days, but not because it was, uh, but only because it was so effective. Uh, basically, goes on to say that he was so he was worried that one day he would start stashing the pills and hiding it and become dependent on it. He was saying like, "I quit before I became addicted." This is methamphetamine, implying, <laughs> implying that you can become dependent on this. He had to quit because he was afraid. Of becoming addicted. But then it says that he ended up just doing it anyways. Like he ended up just, <laughs> ah, it my, says, my brother in so Christ, you're s- already addicted. I can stop whatever I want. See? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, unconfirmed reports say American soldiers took modafinil, you know, in 2003 as they marched into Baghdad. So here's here's the vil- like the actual villain, though. Uh, Jonathan D. Monroe. He was a biomedical ethics professor at the University of uh, Pennsylvania. And he quoted for Modafinil, the human being is the weakest instrument of warfare. Soldiers must eat, sleep, discern friend from foe, and heal when wounded. The first state to build a superior fight to build superior fighters will make an enormous leap in the arms race. It's just Modafinil was dubbed the world's first sa- uh, super safe smart drug by researchers at Harvard. Super um, safe. You don't count the open holes <laughs> on your skin, the black and bloody stool, the grinning demon in the corner. <laughs> so, the, the loss meth. of your parents' <laughs> love. So, so, so basically, 
you you have a super addictive drug that was FDA approved it's back like in ants crawling 1998. Your skin whenever you don't have it. It was approved in 1998. Years, you're a long time ago. You know, before like I wouldn't go as far as I say before Three modern research ago. capabilities, but like it's the 90s. You know, there's a lot of shit going on, but like it was approved and then immediately used in the military. Highly addictive, according to you know people who have taken well, it. Get in, Jesse. We're making no <laughs> definite. It's no secret that the government uses our troops as uh, guinea pigs for lots of uh, lots of things. Yeah, well, it's it wasn't just that though. It's crazy because it was the French as well, and I'm sure there are plenty of other military. I don't out there. trust the French. I'm sure there are plenty of other. <laughs> I'm gonna rescind that statement because it's really harmful. But <laughs> it was just a joke, but. Um. Yeah, so that's so it's, it's not really an experiment as much as it is like, wow, that's crazy that this is actually like. I mean, wow, it's, it's still going crazy. on; it's still a legal thing. Um, it's just a drug; it's not good for you. But I think it's just like that dude's quote: like the 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 human being is the weakest instrument in warfare. Like, okay, Edge this, Lord, this like this is definitely a supervillain monologue. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, I can see him saying that. Yeah, so that's that's my. I mean, at one point, the shit that they put in the eggs or like in your food at, at basic that like stops you from like getting boners and shit. Like that. Fuck, that fuck that's not. Up. That's not real, dude. I mean, like there's there they they, they there's stuff. Brady that had some like, before people's hormones. I got some fucking hard ons in basic. Well, I'm not saying you did it. I'll never forget the time that they probably I don't, don't do a it buddy anymore, of mine told like, me that I had a wet it? dream in they basic. They used to fuck with like people's hormones in basic to like. Do tests and shit. Bro, like that's this. bullshit. Bro, I'll never forget the time that a buddy of mine was told me about it. His time at basic. Hold on, hold on. See, the thing is, Ty says that, but he no, doesn't story. know what he was fed. You think MRE stands for Mill Ready Eat? No, it stands for Modafinil. <laughs> <laughs> Retard energy. <laughs> Retard energy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the uh. <laughs> Uh, one thing Ty, that, my, my brother in Christ, you are addicted to meth. Dude, like, somebody was like, dude, they're putting stuff in our in our food so we don't uh, have to poop as much. It's like, dude, that's stress, my guy. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, yeah, there's stuff like that. But stress I mean, like, and they, MRE they, cheese. But, I mean, like, back when uh, you'd have to go in for, uh, like, oh, well, you, you, you didn't have these vaccinations, or you're going you're going to this place overseas, you gotta get tested for this, or get vaccinated for, for this disease, like, yeah, you guys were just pumping people full of just test shit just to see what that would happen. Oh, hundred percent. I don't think they did anti boner pills, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, what's what's a, what's what's a better fighting force, right? It was more of a joke. <laughs> imagine like how they were imagine, fucking with people's hormones. And imagine shit, a thousand bloodthirster marines charging you with boners. Now, yeah, yeah. I was say <laughs> now imagine a, a thousand bloodthirsty <laughs> marines with. Raging longer than four hour erections. I just want to go home and beat off. Running towards your ass, dicks out. <laughs> imagine, imagine your men. They're all around you. They're horny, and you point out in the distance and you said, "You see them out there? Your enemy? You can fuck them." <laughs> and you just, <laughs> and you just don't get me wrong. I'm pretty I sure that's against like a lot of wartime laws. Probably, man. Don't uh, get me wrong. I commend a man that can crank one out in a 120 degree porta potty. Uh, but I mean, like, they were still fucking with people's hormones back then, for sure. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, you remember, you, you know, like, uh, those really short shorts we have to wear in the military? Kind of like what I'm wearing right now? Yeah. So, uh, that's what we'd run in. And there was a few times we, me and my boys were going to get some boner pills and <laughs> let's go running with a massive fucking... It'd be funny. It'd be funny as hell, but we never ended up doing it. It sounds uncomfortable. Private Cecil, what is that? An erection, sir. Why do you have an erection? You're looking really nice today, sir. I I don't know why you. Why would you do that to yourself, man? Like it'd be funny, dude. Running with an erection just sounds uncomfortable. No, it would have been miserable. But it's. I mean, (laughs) we're running three miles. We're not gonna have a good time anyway. We might as well fucking. So instead of doing the gas chamber. They just put you in there with a bunch of Viagras. The gas gay, it's, the, it's the Viagra gay porn challenge. <laughs> the gas chamber. Private, if you fail, sucks. you got to jerk off your buddies. <laughs> Good thing about the gas chamber, though. If you're, like, congested, <clears throat> it's over. It's over. <laughs> For, like, ten minutes. So that's pretty cool. It's like taking a hot shower. Except it's in gas. And it burns. <laughs> so anyways, the, the basic training beat-off story I was trying to tell... Uh, a buddy of mine was telling me a story about how he had been in basic for like two weeks at this point. I don't know, how long is basic? 
it depends where what military navy fuck if i know dude i didn't go to the navy well fuck <laughs> what, was, what was your basic how long was your basic you like three months. Three months. Yeah. Fuck if he, I know, I didn't go he had been in there for like two, like three, maybe three weeks or something like that, and he had just he hadn't beat off the whole fucking time because you're in a, just a fucking room with nothing but everybody else bunkers and all that shit. It's because they're putting shit in your eggs though. He don't get an erection. <laughs> no, and, I don't no, care no, what time. No, 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 no. He still got erection. Trust me. So oh, at one, just, yes, thirteen weeks for the Marine Corps. Let me look up one, Navy. One night he said he just got sick of it, uh, and he decided he was going to beat off. So this man. He says, I beat off, and then I just busted the fattest nut all over my stomach. It was everywhere. But I couldn't get up and go wash it off. It's the middle of the night, and I guess you're not supposed to get up. You can. Point being, so this absolute mad lad, he you chose know what to he eat does? It. No. Puts his shirt back down, tucks back into sleep, and he just lays in it. And what, what was he in? He was in the Navy. Bro. Like, just go wash it off. But dude, I'm saying, like, you can get up and go take a piss and shit in the middle of the night, man. They're, They're not, not going to be like, no, nah, just piss yourself. No, no, this man chose this. Look, man, I don't know. I don't remember exactly the extenuating circumstances, but I think you could probably get up and go take a piss, but could you get up with your shirt half up and dick out covered and cum? Wait, was he on the top bunk? <laughs> was he on the top bunk? I think so. So, so like, not, at night, off. if I know anything about stereotypes of the Navy, it's probably not the first time. So at night, <laughs> at night, uh, part your platoon will be standing watch, but like your, uh, your drill instructors or whatever the Navy calls them will just be like basically chilling in their little shack asleep. If they hear anything, they'll come out. They might come out occasionally to check on shit. So yeah, imagine the drill instructor comes out, catches you out, out dick out, covered in I'm I'm sure. What do you do about I'm the sure. guy that's on watch? He's just like, hey man, mind your business, <laughs> bro. If I was on watch yeah. for that, like knowing that there's like forty plus, uh, you know, sex deprived men sleeping, I'd be like, I'm putting in headphones. And I'm just pretending. You don't. You, you don't have headphones. I, I'm singing a song. I'm singing a song Definitely for the don't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring the beating off sounds. Ultimately, I It's am like a, crickets, my guy. It helps you go to sleep faster. That's, I did not want that You're not supposed to go to sleep. You're watching. Imagine falling asleep to the sound of... <laughs> Imagine after three <laughs> weeks... Then, 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 the gutter... Then, then. No, no. <laughs> the, gut, the guttural moans that would come out of these men with their first ejaculation in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about I, you, but I've never moaned during that. What the fuck? How, how long have you been without doing it? <laughs> have you been three weeks? All right, Travis. Looks Anyways. like the amateur take is doing No Nut November this year. Our experiment is how long can I don't we stop know. Travis from masturbating? <laughs> <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Chastity. Minutes. <laughs> Tie my hands and feet back. I'll surprise you in more ways than one. <laughs> uh, hang on. Uh, are we are we gonna participate? In you are. No, I'm not. You are. Why me? What did I do? Yeah. We're what? running an experiment. <laughs> We're running an experiment. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't, uh, okay, okay. If you don't mow when you nut, you get shocked. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then we're gonna beat the shit. <laughs> we're gonna give uh, a we're gonna put a shock collar on you. I am and give on the controller to Ashley. Lockthecock.com cellmate app controlled chastity cage. This one has a little battery symbol. It makes me think that it might be electric. <laughs> God damn it! Gonna find me a fucking Your fucking search belt. history is busted now. Hey, what do you know about that website? What the fuck's wrong with you? I just looked up chastity cage. Our first website. I could just not Little did you guys know, in 1975, the U.S. government created chastity cages to keep grown men from ejaculating. During drag shows. During drag shows. (laughs) (laughs) And it all led up to this particular moment where Thomas is looking them up online to lock Travis's wiener up. All of November. Bro, even on Thanksgiving, I need it. On <laughs> Thanksgiving, oh yeah, he licks his lips like, "Don't ask." <laughs> yeah, give me a pass, bro. That turkey. I don't like what I'm looking at right now. This one is a uh, bro. Stop not. looking. Travis, Travis is gonna fuck the cranberry sauce. Is that like a sonar beacon for your butt? Oh, hole? It's a, is that a sounding rod? I that's think a, so. That's a sounding rod. It is. It is called Wedge the Edge 20 speed USB cum stopper. Hey yo, hold up. <laughs> that thing got LED lights on it. That's kind of cool. <laughs> 
Uh, it's oh only twenty five dollars. Twenty twenty two. The gamer voice sounding rod. Gamer voice sounding rod. Gamer voice sounding rod. Have you seen that thing on Facebook where it's where it's like? Uh, I played uh, New Vegas with a one twenty millimeter in for the last ten hours. Definitely recommend it. It was it was Elden Ring. Oh, the one I saw was New Vegas. Any game that's that's amazing. <laughs> this thing is like that thick around that's crazy man it's a it's hookah like this, but it's a sound it's like, it's like it's big around as a dime almost and this man had it in his dick that's crazy anyways uh, I'll go back to looking up chastity cages for trans. so uh, experiments yeah they're, they're fucked the US military does a lot of them yeah I really want to get off the subject of me not masturbating <laughs> oh. well here we could talk about Operation Sunshine again and how <laughs> the US government was digging up dead bodies to use them for nuclear testing against people's uh, they were they were not alerting people's next of kin and uh, Bill Clinton was like hey I'm gonna release all, I'm gonna make some of this secret stuff not so secret anymore and there was like a 900 page document that came out and it was just it was highlighting the fact that the US government was going into cemeteries Honestly? digging up dead bodies Putting them in nuclear test sites just to see what would happen. Honestly, if wait, I, wait, these if, weren't even bodies that were dedicated that were donated to science. They were just no, grave no, they robbing. were illegally obtaining these bodies. They were going to grave sites, to graveyards, and digging them up, and then bringing them to nuclear test sites. I would be they, honored. They went to San Francisco and waited for those guys <laughs> to die of colon cancer. The eleven people that died of colon cancer <laughs> were then promptly dug up, after turned into ghouls. They were turned into ghouls. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is like, this is legit happened. Uh, Bill Clinton released all this uh, when, during his presidency, you know, after the uh, Operation uh, Oval Office, wherever. Monica Lewinsky. Operation <laughs> Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> uh, Operation Hobnob. You know, it's crazy that you uh, brought up Fallout earlier. Uh, I actually watched like a fucking. I did not. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. You New brought Vegas. Fallout New okay. Vegas. Um, I watched like a. I started to watch like a fucking 56 video uh, playlist on YouTube of like the vaults and the experiments they were performing in the vaults. Oh, and nice. uh, if you like experiments, you know, fiction or not, um, I highly recommend checking the vaults out, like the, the vault experiments. You don't even have to like know much about the fallout lore to appreciate like the imagination of the people who wrote these. Like those experiments are often like, like crazy like there was a one experiment where they were again this is entirely not real uh but there's an experiment where the you know the vaults are underground you know they're all you know tight confined space whatever um they were running an election but like the goal was to not get elected like being the uh the overseer the you know quote-unquote president of the vault it was apparently in this experiment a really bad thing so they were holding voting like a, an election for it and this was in new vegas um like, they were, like, slandering, like, themselves. They're like, I can't be the president. I've killed somebody. Well, I can't be the president. I'm into bestiality. Like, weird shit like that. They were doing anything they can to slander themselves and to highlight and praise... The fact that the, I would uh, immediately people. stab the nearest that, child next that, to <laughs> That man, he killed somebody. That but, means but, that he has what it takes to make man, hard decisions. That man, he dug up 11 bodies. <laughs> <laughs> That man right there, he fucked a dog, okay? That means that his love extends to everyone and everything in this vault. See, that, that's what they were doing. <laughs> but like, I, I never actually finished the video, but like, I don't really understand like what the, the fucking you know how why it was so bad to be the overseer. I don't know why, but yeah, like everybody was like against it. Like a homeboy walks up to the mic. This one time, I drove a plane over the San Francisco Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, some of the vaults are like like great value brand SCP facilities, I swear to God. Yeah. They're, they're good. They're good. It's good stories. Good lore. I love the universe. The Fallout universe that is. I hate this one. Oh. You say that now and you haven't even entered November yet. Yeah. <laughs> the cage is coming, Travis. I already ordered it. I went three years of my life without masturbating. I can do it again. Yeah, the, his first three. That's, that's the <laughs> one. His first three. <laughs> But Travis, boy, I already I'm, ordered the cage. Well, that's unfortunate. I'd like to see you fit in it because I'm not fucking wearing it. Travis, Nerd. I don't think you want to Hold him down. Grab his dick. <laughs> Grab his dick and twist it. 
You're going to have to get me incredibly drunk, but I haven't drank like that in almost a year. So good I luck. had this cage with a bunch of bananas inside of it. <laughs> Damn. It definitely won't shock you. Or give you colon cancer or syphilis. <laughs> See, here's a real experiment. Get me drunk and tell me we're playing hide and seek. <laughs> with and our penises. Like, let me find out where I wake up. Like, let it be a surprise to me. Like, give me a bunch of readily, like, options. And, like, let's find out, like, where I find myself the most hidden. On is it roof. at the bottom of the pond? On the is roof. Is it in the middle of the highway? It's on the roof. It's on the roof. That's not fair. Y'all know this already because <laughs> we need to do it again, but with with new people. <laughs> like, this time he's on the roof, but he brought a blanket to conceal himself. And bananas. <laughs> bananas. <laughs> and crack. I'm sorry. Uh, what was the name of that pill? <laughs> Modefil. Modelo. Modelo. Yes, and Modelo. Modelo Phil. Modefinil. I wish I had some Modelo Phil right now. It's been a great last episode of me on the podcast because I'm probably definitely going to get executed. I'm probably going to commit suicide by double tap to the back of the head here soon. No, bro, you're going to fly a plane over the San Francisco Bay. (laughs) Coincidentally enough, I just got my my pilot's license. Uh, I'm going to get a plane and I'm going to drive over the San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm visiting. He's going to drop, uh, he's going to do some there's airdrops these, there's of these two uh, Gamer weird, Boy sounding rods. There's these two weird glowing crates in the back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. And there's this it's lever a long flight. That I need somebody to take told some me they'd give me $100 if I pulled it at this exact spot over the bay. Um, well, it's yeah, going to take, gonna take a lot more than $100 to convince me to commit biochemical warfare. <laughs> 150. But, but you're saying you're on the market. <laughs> Look, man, there's a price for almost anything. This podcast episode is biochemical warfare. You're already, like, aiding and abetting it. So. I'm just saying, if I can buy myself any time where the FBI doesn't want to kill me, all I'm saying is there's a price for how and when I might commit war crimes. <laughs> A hundred and sixty dollars. saying if they give him an option of let him double tap the one back of his head or flying a if plane. If you don't no. kill me and you also offer me a shit ton of money, I might throw some of my morals out the window and some boxes out of a plane. <laughs> come, just come with us. We'll, we'll commit some Sea of Thieves war crimes. I might, I might put some bananas on top of a ladder, okay? Yes. Yeah. He'll put a banana uh, on top of the I might head. stuff a friend of mine in a very small cage. And feed him cheese. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> cheese! <laughs> Who's the friend? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's Travis. Hey, Travis. The cage is on its way. Travis, I have this really small... String cheese. I have this really small cage. Okay, make so it string cheese. Let me order cheese. string cheese, too. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's the most of it today, unless you guys have some more stuff. I, we're talking about ordering string cheese for me to be stuck in a cage. I think we're done. I think we're good. I think we're good here. Uh, anyway, uh, I've got Operation a couple. Operation Paperclip. The U.S. government hired not. This is even an experiment. This is just me slandering the U.S. government. They hired Nazi scientists to work for us in exchange for uh, amnest, amnesty from, uh, you know. War crimes. The Holocaust. They killed six million people. And they're like, hey, if you guys, you know, do some Help cool us s- make a nuclear bomb. Yeah, y'all do some cool science stuff for us, and uh, it is what it is. Don't trust your government, people. Fuck the government. Wash your ass. Yeah. Fuck the Episode government. Episode two, wash government. Your wash your ass. Hell yeah. I'm going to go test out uh, an experiment to see if the chest of sorrows on somebody's crow's nest is going to sink their ship for me or not. Daniel and Britain are in San Francisco. 